You're listening to a podcast from 702. On 702. 12 after 5, and on the line now, Executive Mayor of Johannesburg, Mr. Herman Mashaba. Mr. Mashaba, good to talk to you. Good afternoon, Golani. What a great opportunity to be given, and good afternoon to 702 listeners. Oh, thank you very much. Eh? Thanks indeed. Looking back at 100 days in office, and I just mentioned a short while ago that it's easy to forget that before the 3rd of August, very few, let's say, analysts, reporters, political reporters, and perhaps even other politicians gave you a chance uh, at being the mayor of Johannesburg. Perhaps you were the only one who was so convinced that you will do this job. Well, I think, Golani, uh, you know, whatever analysts uh, say or uh, interpret, ultimately the voters are the ones uh, who speak. And uh, people of Johannesburg spoke on the 3rd of August, and ultimately, Council of the City of Johannesburg put the rubber stamp in uh, arranging to make sure that uh, we get 52% of the vote in Council, ultimately resulting with me becoming the mayor of our great city. Obviously, uh, taking over just 100 years ago, I mean, 100 days ago, the Kolani was not an easy exercise, but fortunate enough, I was never naive to think that it was going to be easy. I knew it was going to be tough, but... I can assure the residents of this great city of ours, the more I get sucked into this job, the more I realize uh, that uh, privileged um, citizens like myself, we need to engage to ensure that we protect our country and our city being hijacked by criminal elements. Let's pick up on that issue, criminal elements. And maybe before we pick up on the criminal elements, one of the big problems with the political arrangement in in the city of Joburg and Tswane and elsewhere has always been the possibility of gridlocks. So over the past... 100 days have you been able to make decisions without uh, political grandstanding given the fact that you're working with other political parties you know, Olani, uh, I think we, we need residents to understand a coalition arrangement. The coalition arrangement is not the first time that it has ever happened in this country. It happens uh, throughout all the democratic uh, dispensations anywhere in the world. And South Africa is not an exception. The city of Johannesburg in particular. What people of Johannesburg decided not to allow one political party uh, to dominate the political landscape. Because our people have been abused for just uh, too long. And they then decided that we are going to put a coalition arrangement in place. And a coalition arrangement means that every decision that we take, it has to involve consultation and engagement. And I think all of us, let us appreciate that and respect uh, the outcome of the election as the voters actually wanted. Right. Let's go back to this issue then of uh, law and order in the city of Johannesburg. You painted today a picture of... A law, of lawlessness in, in the CBD, um, economically challenged, drugs, and all manner of really evil things going on. I think, you know, Golani, for me, every time I go into the city and engage uh, with our communities, uh, unemployed, employed, entrepreneurs, uh, business people, developers, it's actually a quite a sad state of affairs to look at this great city of us, which 22 years ago was such a, a vibrant city with huge potential, and to look at what lawlessness has actually happened, where we have lots of people in our city hijacking buildings, illegally um, charging exorbitant rentals, uh, taking advantage of poor people. And uh, 
some of these people obviously being in our country illegally, obviously people coming from all over the corners of our, of our country itself and other borders everywhere else in the world, which actually makes it difficult for our law enforcement agencies. You know, with police, every time a crime is committed, our students from universities in their residences get marked on their way to the buses, their laptops taken and are robbed on a daily basis. People disappear in those uh, hijacked buildings. People with no identification whatsoever, making it difficult for law enforcement agencies to actually execute their duty. And ultimately, we end up uh, blaming our police for not being effective, whereas we've allowed uh, our city to degenerate into a lawlessness society. I think this has got to stop, Kolani. As, as all of us as South Africans, let's take our city back. Let us ensure that there's law and order back in this country. So there's been um, a lot of reaction to the speech that you made, and I'm going to read you some of the SMSs. Uh, for instance, uh, somebody says, please, Joe Begmeyer should stop using his xenophobic approach against crime because we have both local and foreign criminals all over. That's Tabo. Uh, another one says, Mr. X, please, I have a question for the mayor. Since the DA took over, Gauteng, nothing has changed. Parks in the whole of Soweto are not taken care of. Bree Street taxi rank, it's so dirty. It smells um, as for the corner of Bree and, De- and Demipili. So that's Zoto Makanya. Another one, building hijackings, it's really a big problem. Police are inactive. They're not doing anything about that. What is the mayor going to do? So these are I'm just three issues. And if you may, just please quickly address these I- three issues. The issue of xenophobia is coming up quite a lot because you spoke about um, illegal occupation of abandoned buildings. You spoke about having consulted different embassies uh, to deal with people who you think are illegally in the country, etc. Yes, absolutely. I think, Kolani, uh, um, I think if uh, people need to listen and actually read uh, to my speech regarding how and how the local government operates, our local government operates in a highly regulated environment. When we took over in August, um, two months before that, um, the budget was approved by a government that people voted out in power and out of power. And if you look at the legislative framework in this country, you, once you take over the government, you are not allowed to, to change the, 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 the approved uh, the, the budget until such time that you, you can take it through. I've got until the end of uh, February next year to be able to bring adjustments. And the Auditor General and legislation is very, very clear about that, that you cannot... Uh, to come out with massive changes to to the to to the budget process. I'm allowed like we've already started the process of preparing our budget for the 2017-2018. But before that, I have to make sure that I have an adjustment budget, and that adjustment budget cannot be drastic because if it is drastic, that means I've got to go back to the IDP to consult societies. And now you run the risk because this budget has already been running for six months. So because we Democrats, we respect the rule of law. So we operate within the, the legislative framework where we have to execute policies and programs approved two months before we took over government. So those are the dynamics that I think civil society needs to be educated about. But we are determined to ensure that our 2017-2018 budget is going to reflect the type of programs that we believe are going to make an impact to, to our poor societies. We will obviously operate within the law to make sure that when we 
put an adjustment budget in, in February to make sure that it's not something that the Auditor General will obviously view as something that is too drastic. So we respect the law. So unfortunately, these are some of the things that civil society out there are not aware because our people were never educated to understand how the legislative framework works as, as far as local government is concerned. But at the end of the day, we, we, we're excited with the future. The city of us, great city of us, is still holding a lot of potential. We just need our people to be patient with us. But at the same time, I'm not asking them to abdicate their responsibility to hold us accountable. I, and I do want to go back to this issue, the accusation of uh, xenophobia. How are you going to deal with that? And what are you going to do with the people that you, you spoke about 115,000 people who illegally occupy abandoned buildings uh, downtown? What are you going to do then with these people? I think, Kolani, uh, uh, it's actually quite sad uh, for our country to allow lawlessness because we're saying we're xenophobic. You know, I've made it very, very clear, and I think everyone knows in this country, I'm the first citizen of this country that says we need more and more millions of people from all over the world to come into our country. We want them to come and spend their dollars so that we can uh, kickstart our economic uh, recovery. However, we cannot accept a situation where people come into our country illegally, we cannot accept a situation where uh, people in our country that don't respect the rule of law. So we want South Africa to be the country where the rule of law is supreme. That every time you come into this country, please ensure that you respect the laws of our country. If you're in this country, please ensure that you have the necessary paperwork so that uh, we know who's in the country. I don't believe any South African is going to accept People in our country without the necessary paperwork being in the country illegally and, and accepted. I don't really believe that is fair because no self-respecting country anywhere in, anywhere in the world will accept something like this. And you spoke about the so-called human rights lawyers um, adding to the problem as opposed to assisting. Absolutely. That is why I'm putting... And I'm saying so-called because that's what you said. Yeah, no, because, because what they're doing is um, uh, encouraging... Uh, protecting the slum lords and uh, encouraging lawlessness in our country. I am putting together the, a team of uh, the human rights lawyers who are going to ensure that we protect our people who operate within the law. And, and we will take this uh, criminal element head on, operating within the legal framework to ensure that the people who are in our country or people who operate in our city, everyone respect the rule of law. Whether you're a South African or a foreigner, what we are saying is the rule of law has got to be supreme. I've got so many calls, so many calls. I hope you don't mind taking one or two, uh, Mr. Mayor. Uh, perhaps starting with John in Branston. Let's go to John. Uh, John, good afternoon. Very quickly, hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Mr. Mayor. Hi, good afternoon, John. Uh, Mr. Mayor, to tell you, I was one of those people standing in the queue on the third, long way, long time, and you're getting there, I think, it's wonderful, and I think you've done an amazing job. The only issue that I have at this current point in time is the Blue Light Brigade. What is happening in Johannesburg? Because I had an unpleasant incident this morning at a primary school, which involved children. Um, with, a, with a, I don't know how big the Blue Light Brigade is. We're talking a couple of JMPD cars, a couple of official vehicles. As far as I'm concerned, whoever plans these routes must actually wake up and plan the route properly. You don't drive through an arterial route past the primary school in Bryanston. All right. Uh, John in Bryanston wants to know about the Blue Light Brigade, but let me quickly hear from David. David is calling from the East Rand. Hi, David. Uh, and the mayor. Yeah, hi, David. Your quick question for the mayor, please. Yes, uh, I just want to tell him that uh, he's not going to succeed if he's going to concentrate only in Joburg. 
he must uh, pull in the other mayors of Fegurlin and Swanu to fight this thing together because they are facing the same problem. Aha, uh-huh, okay. Uh, David, uh, in uh, East Rand, it must be a coordinated effort. Nwato in Midrand, good afternoon. Yes, Tolan, how are you? I'm very good, go for it. Yes, my brother. Listen, let me be honest here. I am one of the guys who were criticizing uh, Mr. Mashaba. But no, he's not going to do anything in city of Johannesburg. He's just only a businessman. So now he has proved himself that criticism makes a man. First thing, he started by introducing the the anti-corruption unit within the city of Swar, I mean, within the city of Jobek. Then now he's saying no, any illegal person within the, the city of Jobek will be removed because now they are the one who perpetrate within the perpetrate the crimes. He has an absolutely right. I appreciate what he's doing. The big start to him. Let me swallow my pride. Uh, All right. Mwato, congratulating the mayor here. Uh, just uh, on the two issues, David was saying it must be a coordinated effort, but also you had um, another caller earlier on saying that what do you do about the Blue Light Brigade? I think, Tolani, without any doubt, it's not just actually working with Ecuadorian and Pretoria. We need a national strategy. We need uh, the support of national government uh, to ensure that our borders are as tight as possible. Encourage and uh, we've got to spend money to ensure that we bring in tourism, we bring in investment in our city. But at the same time, let us ensure that our borders are as tight as possible, that people coming into our country, they come into our country to to spend the dollars. They're not coming here to come and commit uh, uh, crime that we have, this porous borders that we are experiencing today. So we need, um, for Johannesburg to succeed, we need the whole country, we need the national government support. So um, I fully agreed uh, with your caller in, in this respect. And re- regarding the blue light, Golani, uh, 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 we cannot stop our police and emergency services um, when it is necessary for them uh, to be able to move. But it is not a question of for them driving politicians around. That is, for me, it's unacceptable. For us as politicians, as we go to meetings, let's ensure that we, meet, we, meet, we, we live on time. But we cannot allow and accept a question of our police uh, for emergency services uh, not to use um, the, uh, emergency lights. That is something that is acceptable throughout the world. Uh, the, our ambulance services, our police, in cases of emergency, not on a day-to-day basis, a policeman going to his house and, and removing everyone on the road. Obviously, if he does, if I do come across such cases in our city, we communicate this uh, to our GMPD colleagues and our, uh, and, and our emergency services to say, please, you use emergency lines in cases of emergency. It's not something that you just use on a daily basis. Uh, just a, a final one, and I want to go back to the illegal occupation of uh, the, how the, the buildings in downtown Joburg. So, so a lot of other mayors before you have tried to deal with these issues. A lot of other uh, councils have tried to deal with these issues. And it is a complicated issue because, uh, one, you don't want to be seen to be anti-poor. You also want to respect the human rights uh, dispensation that we have in this country. Exactly what is the plan? How are you going to approach it? Golani, for as long as we don't rename that uh, inner city back, for our people, particularly the, the poor members of our society, who are today, we have, we sit in Golani with 300,000 of um, housing backlog. And you know the biggest chunk of, people, of our people with no houses are people earning between three and 8,000 rents because uh, these poor citizens uh, and residents cannot, have, cannot, they do not qualify to get RDP houses. They cannot get bonds from, from, from banks. 
We've ignored them. That is why they are now squatting in backyard uh, dwellings in the townships and informal settlements. The private sector in this country is ready tomorrow to turn that inner city into a construction site to build low-cost affordable housing so that we can bring a big concentration of our people to be closer to their work, to be the city of Johannesburg where people can live, work, and, and play. That they don't have to be traveling from uh, Orange Farm to take in two, three taxis before coming to work. Our people need to live in, in the inner city. This inner city belongs to our people. But then we have to claim it back from criminal elements. People have hijacked those buildings. Government, we need to play that role to facilitate the private sector taking ownership of this. That is why I'm saying I'm putting together a group of real human rights lawyers because our poor citizens are the biggest casualties of this uh, epidemic. All right. That's Herman Mashaba, the executive mayor of Joburg. Thank you for your time. Lots of calls coming through, Mr. Mayor, but unfortunately, uh, we're just running out of time here. Maybe next time. Thank you very much. I really appreciate the opportunity. Much appreciated. Herman Mashaba on the line.